Hey guys, Ben back here for Next Level Radio, bringing you once again another Next Level guest showcast. This time around, we got to speak to the talented David Hoffman from the new NBC series Crossbones. Uh, David talked to us about the new show as well as some of his past work. He also cleared the air on just how dangerous Australia really is. Uh, we'd really like to give David a huge thank you for coming on the program. It was a lot of fun, and we really hope that you enjoyed listening to this. Just a forewarning, we did have some connectivity difficulties. We actually got disconnected from David at one point during the interview, but thanks to Steph at NBC, we were able to get him right back, and we were able to continue with the interview. So please make sure you check us out, www.nextlevelradioonline.com. Make sure you check out Crossbones every Friday night, 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock Central. You can also follow, follow Crossbones on Twitter at NBC Crossbones, and you can follow us on Twitter as well at NXT Level Radio. So please enjoy this interview with David Hofflin. All right, everybody. I am Ben Beck, joined as always by Adam Gorey. And welcome to another Next Level Radio guest spotlight. So recently, Adam and I have been scanning the internet, looking into all new shows that are you know, going to be premiering over the summer and into the fall as well. Uh, and there's been a lot of great looking shows that are coming out. However, both of us recently had an opportunity to check out a few episodes of one show in particular that we loved. Uh, I might even go out on a limb, and Adam, you might be able to agree with me. I, this might be one of the best new shows of the summer. Yeah, I mean, uh, looking at all the ones coming out, this one, from what I've seen and the couple episodes we were able to see, is really good. Yeah. Uh, the show we're talking about is NBC's Crossbones, which is going to premiere this Friday night, 10, 9 Central, and tonight we are joined by one of the cast members of the show. Please welcome to the program, Mr. David Hofflin. David, how are you this evening? Yay! Hey, how you doing, guys? <laughs> You told you told us about the the correct pronunciation of your name before you uh, before you came on, David, not David. Yeah, I, I'm forced by my mum to do so. That, that was her was well, I guess it was my parents' bright idea to. Well, okay, let me start. I was born in Sweden, so in Sweden, the way you pronounce David is David, and uh, you know, so they it's essentially just the same name. But then when we moved to Australia, they kept it as. David pronunciation rather than the English David, and uh, hence the confusion arose for the rest <laughs> of my entire life. Uh, now you said you moved to Australia, and obviously by your voice, I, I first off, I love the Australian accent. It doesn't matter who says it. I just, I, I love that accent. That's, see, that's that's amazing. I find it one of the most annoying because it's all nasal. They're like, hey, man, you know, they, don't, they don't move their mouth much. It's just all through their nose. No, I mean, I feel like uh, no matter – I don't know if it's the accent or what, but I feel like Australia is probably the most attractive country in the world. Well, I'm not going to argue too wholeheartedly about that issue, obviously. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I'm married to, I'm married to, a, to an Australian, so, um, uh, you know, there's definitely – I think it's, there might be the sun, but it's kind of like California, you know. People migrate uh, to a place where they can't wear a lot of clothes and uh, – <laughs> Ego takes a hold, and and the rest is history. <laughs> yeah. uh, are you are you calling us from Australia now, or where are you calling us from? No, I'm calling you guys from LA. Oh, okay. I've I've, uh, I've made LA my home now for for about five years. Oh, okay. Uh, now, as Adam and I had mentioned, we did get a chance to preview a couple episodes of the show, and the show does premiere this Friday night at ten nine Central. For those people who haven't had the opportunity to see it yet, tell us a little bit about the show Crossbones and your character, Charlie, uh, Charlie Ryder. 
All right. Well, you know what? You probably know. Well, have seen more than I have. I haven't seen anything yet, so this is a, this is kind of very nerve wracking for me. I'd be interested to see how it's all cut together. Uh, but the basic premise is um, it's around the seventeen hundred, seventeen fifteen era, and uh, you know it's set in the the pirate times of the the Caribbean. Um, but what I think a lot of people misconstrue is when they see John Malkovich's Blackbeard and they have a, you know, he's got a white goatee, <laughs> they kind of go, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. His name's Blackbeard for a reason. And they are correct. But in this, uh, in this instance, this is a story that happened after apparently Blackbeard was killed. Um, so it's, it's a fictional tale of what would have happened if Blackbeard faked his death. Um, at the historical time, they said he oh, he's essentially uh, ruling over a uh, democratic pirate society. Um, and the story is about a spy, an English spy called Thomas Lowe, played by a very, very talented Richard Coyle, um, who is given the task to eradicate Blackbeard from the proverbial English map. Uh, and in so doing, there's, uh, there's a lot of different adventures that, that infuse. And um, my character, Charles Ryder, is sort of the right-hand man to John Malkovich's Blackbeard. Um, he's a, a pirate from way back, and uh, he's not the nicest of fellows. Let's just <laughs> leave it at that, I think. Well, not many pirates are. No, well, I mean, this is. I, I think what what's interesting about this show is, uh, and, and what's historically accurate, without getting too boring, is, um, is pirates actually set up their own system of government um, a long time ago, and uh, the first established uh, democracies in, um, in at least the Americas. Uh, so uh, they, they weren't as cutthroat as I think people believe. They actually had a sense of. Um, uh, what do you call it? Commerce. They had a sense of like parliament. A all this. What's that? Yes, like, like they had a like pirate code, code, absolutely. Yeah. But it was also it was also organised. You know, it wasn't just right. these ruthless people that were. Well, they probably were dirty. Everyone was <laughs> back then. But uh, you know, there there was a, an element of organisation that was involved. Right. Definitely. And I mean, you met, you had mentioned the cast with John Malkovich um, and Richard Coyle. Do you think, uh, I want to ask you, because I'm kind of curious, who, what famous person would you say Richard Coyle looks like? (laughs) Because it jumped out to Um, me almost immediately. Really? Did it? Uh, Look, I heard (laughs) that um, that he, I read somewhere that he looked like Danny McBride, but I don't, I can't see that. No. That's something I saw. I was thinking more of a a New Zealand actor. A what? A, new, a guy, an actor from New Zealand by the name of Russell Crowe. I think he kind of looks a little Russell Crowe. Interesting. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't really thought. He's got the voice for it, that's for sure. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. Uh, one, one thing I do have to say about about Richard is that um, his hair is phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> get a chance. If you ever get a chance to pat his head, I'm sure he won't appreciate it, but if you ever get a chance to pat, pat his head, you've got to feel it. It's like wool. It's like, it's like like a black sheep. Uh, I've never felt anything like it. Yeah, it's definitely unique. 
Yes, indeed, indeed. I, I'm wondering what it, what it does in water. I think it just stays dry. I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, you had mentioned, obviously, some of the cast, John Malkovich, uh, Richard Coyle. Uh, this isn't the first time, but you also work with your wife, Natalie, in this show, correct? Yeah. Weird happenstance where um, where she you know, she's an actor as well, but she came along, you know, because we were in six months in Puerto Rico, so we brought the dogs and, and the family there. Well, the family eat our dogs in my life. And... Uh, and then she just happened to visit set when Neil Cross, the writer-creator, was there. And, uh, you know, they just had a chat, and he came up to me and actually said, look, I know uh, that Nat is currently, you know, not working or she's taking a break from the whole acting thing. Uh, and he was the one that kind of asked her if she would be interested in auditioning. Um, wow. And, and yes, yeah, so it just happened It by kind of accident and she was able to do like six episodes which was fantastic we we met on set uh, about seven or eight years ago on the same show so and and since then we haven't worked together so that was awesome for us. yeah it was, it was uh the, is it neighbors is that the correct australian pronunciation that is, <laughs> that's that's the right not, not not to be confused with the new film that just came out which is yeah. a little <laughs> a little uh, raunchier um yeah exactly yeah this is kind of one of the most I guess established soaps on on TV. I was gonna say Australia, I was looking at these either. It's been on since 1985. I know it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, most of us in that time period have grown up with with that show. It's right. the one of the longest running TV shows. It's kind of, I mean, it's it's, it's really equivalent, I guess, the days of our lives in General Hospital, where it's just been around for who, how long, and and will conceivably just continue until the end of day. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, on the note of Neighbors and, and other shows that you've done, you were actually in two shows uh, uh, previous to Crossbones that I actually really liked and was really disappointed that they ended up getting taken down. Uh, I, I was actually a big fan of Touch and, and, and Alcatraz. Yeah, yeah. I, look, it was the same thing. When I, when, I first, when I first got the gig on Alcatraz, they called me up and said, so we believe you're playing the grandfather. And... I automatically thought that they've mixed me up with some other character. Cause, <laughs> An old guy. I mean, you know, yeah, I was like 32. I mean, if I was a grandfather at that age, that's pretty impressive. Um, <laughs> but because uh, I didn't, I had no idea what the storyline was. Right. So uh, you know, I didn't know that there was time because JJ show JJ Abrams. You know, he's all secretive about it. So when I auditioned for it, there was no mention of what the show was about. Um, and, you know, I, I had a great time working on it, spent time in Vancouver, and I guess, you know, you never know what happens in this in this business. Um, a show can be very popular, or, or it can't, or things change, it's, yeah. you know, uh, I guess in our instance, we just kind of get up there and do the best we can, and then leave it up to the powers that be. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even recognize you until doing research, I was like, oh, Holy crap! It was Tommy Matson in, in Alcatraz. You look completely different in Crossbones. I don't know if it's the dirty makeup or, or the hair or what, but completely different. <laughs> yeah, well, that guy had a cool looking flat top in, in Alcatraz, and now they've got kind of the slicked back. Uh, I don't know what, uh, what they used back then. Grease, I believe. So I just had a hair full of grease and 
And I was the I was one of the only ones that when I put all my mates like you know they put dirt on me because I was supposed to be you know dirty pirate where a lot of them were kind of clean in this show. I'm just dirty all over, and then you know they had to dirty my teeth up because I never understood you know when you see all these shows everyone's just like you know they're muddy and dirty and gritty and then they've got these beautiful shining white <laughs> teeth. Um, I'm assuming I'm assuming back in the 1700s dental work was not at its optimum level so uh, uh, I got my teeth dirtied as well and that you know it's kind of like a weird gritty feeling all day which was uh, which was interesting not probably not good for my yeah, I, I know in at least the first two episodes of Crossbones, one of the things that I notice is that your character kind of gets roughed up a little bit, especially by Richard Coyle. Ah, oh, man, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, there was there was a few times there where every time he would see me, he'd beat me up, <laughs> and I was kind of thinking, this is this is not really this not really that fair because uh, I, mean, I think Charlie Ryder in his own right is supposed to be quite proficient with weapons and. Uh, and I'm very disappointed. I remember there was, I think it was the first or second episode where he actually kicks me in the nuts. Uh, I thought that that was a real low blow, literally. Uh, and so filming it was kind of scary as well because you're just wearing this strap that's attached to your feet and it stops the foot just as it's about to get to the to the bad point. Uh, so you just have to kind of stand there and take it. Like, just imagine you're standing there waiting for someone to kick you in the nuts. It's, uh, That's a little it's kind of a scary proposition. So I was waiting for the whole season just to get him back. Uh, and <laughs> it happens quite a few oh, times. Oh, so good. I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that. We'll have, to keep, we have, we'll have to keep that in mind and keep an eye out for that. So, um, yeah, I was, I, was hoping, I was hoping to get a good nut shot in with a fist, <laughs> but unfortunately... Um, I, I, the writers didn't think that was a good idea. <laughs> Maybe next year. Uh, is is production wrapped? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is production wrapped already on, yeah. on Crossbones? Yeah, mate. We only we, we shot. It was always intended to be ten episodes. Um, so we, it, what I think NBC and the creators are trying to do is, you know, go down those lengths of of the cable shows where they have a finite amount of episodes each season that aren't very long, you know, eight to 10 rather than 13 or 26. And I, for one thing, that was a great idea because the story moves along very, very quickly. You know, there's not a lot of boring bits that, that happen. And I think sometimes in TV shows, they've got this idea and they have to, you know, stretch it out for 26 episodes. Um, Whereas with our show, it, it moves along at a crack in pace. So yeah, that's, I hope nice that, anything, that, people aren't going to go boring. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that means there's no filler episodes because that's the worst when you're really into a show and there's like a, an episode that you, you're just kind of bored with. And especially when you're waiting week yeah. to week. You don't want to wait a whole week to, to be bored by an episode. I know, and you're looking forward to it and then it comes on and you just kind of, well, I could have missed out on that one. There's no yeah. point to it at all. <laughs> Um, yeah, this doesn't happen in, in this show. It's when I was reading the scripts, but, you know, it takes me a while to read scripts because I really like to, you know, get down. And then sometimes if they're not very good, I'll fall asleep or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but, uh, but these ones just moved at a crack in pace. And I was, I was surprised because it, it, you're just reading it. So they've got such a speed to it that I'm reading it and then it's suddenly over. And I, I couldn't believe that it's, 
that all that has happened in the space of one hour. So let's hope that gets transposed onto the screen. Yeah, I mean, uh, just from the couple episodes that we've seen, obviously we haven't seen the full season yet. Uh, but, you know, we've seen two or three episodes of the show already. And from what we've seen, it, every episode seems to step up and, and increase the pace every episode. And it definitely keeps us interested. And I, I know I'm already looking forward to seeing episode, you know, the episodes past what we've already seen. So. Yeah, look, same here. I, I think that's the key. Is I mean, also what I think, you know, new shows have. Every... You're still there, David? Oh, we might have lost him. We might have lost him. Let's see if we can uh, get dis- him back. Yeah, it's disappointing. Oh. It's Stephanie from NBC. Ooh. Let me try and grab him again, guys. Hold okay. on. Okay. Thanks. All right, guys. Anybody who's listening to the interview right now, stay tuned. And uh, we'll be back in a sec. All right. And we are back with David. A uh, little disconnection there. little. Uh... Yeah, the technology these days. I don't know. It's not what it used to be. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, getting back to the show, I'm sure the show is com- you know, going to be compared to Pirates of the Caribbean, main, you know, because of the theme. But really, I mean, mainly that's all they have in common. And I mean, nothing against Pirates at all because they're fantastic movies. But Crossbones seems to be a little bit, you know, smarter, I guess you could say, in the language that it uses. You really have to pay attention to the dialogue or you might get lost for a minute. When you were reading the script, did you think that would help the show, or do you think that maybe it would hurt the show because of, you know, some shows kind of dumb it down a little bit for us here in America? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for you guys, yeah. No, look, I, I, think, I think that's one of the good, the, the very good points about the show, um, because it doesn't treat the audience like they're idiots. Uh, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean is a great family um, movies. But that's not what Crossbones... Crossbones isn't really even a kind of a pirate show. It's more of a spy uh, TV show. You know, it's a lot of cat and mouse games that's set in the pirate times. But it's the, the language is nothing less than, I guess, eloquent, you would call it. Um, but I think it's written in a way as well where even if you don't fully understand what a word in the 1700s meant. There were sometimes I read the script and just went, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> it's still you still don't lose the gist of what's going on. You know, like even though they, they have a, a lot of back and forth arguments, especially with John and uh, Richard. Right. Uh, you know, you still you still it's interesting to watch because there isn't, as far as I know, there's nothing like that on TV right now um no, definitely it's, not it's a language it's a language that is very very smart and i hope people appreciate it that's one of the things that i really liked about it um was the fact that it was different it's not just hey look there's a dirty pirate and he's gonna stab someone you know it, it's it's a lot more than that yeah it's not um, a bunch of so hopefully that's true where's my treasure it's actually very well written well, you know, it was interesting as well is that, uh, the, you know, being in the Caribbean, I was kind of, when I first started, I was wondering what kind of accent to use because, you know, back in those days, my character had been a pirate since he was 14, 15, so mm-hmm. he's been travelling the Caribbean for a long time, so what kind of accent did they use back then? Certainly, right. you know, I was like, do I do a mix of, of like, a Jamaican <laughs> <laughs> accent or, like... Come up and go, hey man, or I, I don't know. But uh, 
so yeah, there's there's a lot of mixes of, of dialogue there. Um, a lot of people from different countries. So mix that in with some uh, some eloquent pieces of dialogue. It uh, it sure sure is interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I'm on the same page as you too, as far as the intelligence of the show. I think that's one of the things that really drew me in when I was watching, is that I I I get very bored with simple television. It's one of the main reasons why I don't like a lot of reality television is because it's too simple. I, I like a show, I like a show that's yeah. very smart and captivates me and keeps my attention. So, and, and Crossbones definitely does I mean, that. I think that's a huge part of it. I think, uh, you're, you're absolutely correct. I mean, you can get action shows or reality shows or whatever you want. You can get that a dime a dozen. Uh, and some of them are very well made. Some of them aren't. And, but this one is very much geared towards people making up their own minds and listening and, and really, you know, focusing on what's going on rather than just, oh, look, a, a pretty wave, you know, the colours are nice. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, I think they, our audience, um, you know, the, the makers, NBC and the writers, they give respect to audience. They, they think that they're actually smarter than what some shows, um, you know, are, are portraying or some shows are bringing out to, to that audience. They're, people aren't stupid. And I think people now especially respond to shows that challenge them a little bit more. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's no, it's no keeping up with the Kardashians, thank God. Well, I mean, I don't want to ruin anything, but uh, that's, a, that's a big finale is that all the Kardashians find out where the island is and, uh, and drama ensues. I'm not, I'm not going to go any further, though, because it'll ruin it. David, I would never watch television again if that were the truth. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, okay. Maybe it's second season. We'll, uh, we'll see. We'll find out. Okay. Uh, going back to uh, how you were talking about what kind of accent to use, though, how difficult is it masking your Australian accent to use that old English accent that you use? I, I know you've done it before when you worked with Jeffrey Rush and, and streaming upstream or swimming upstream. Sorry. But how difficult is that? Yeah. It's, I mean, to, for me, fortunately for me in, in Crossbones, I didn't have to have a very, very strong English accent because my character was on the water for so long that and grew up being a pirate that there's no real true or tested accent. You know, you wouldn't go, well, that's not typically English because he wouldn't have a typically English accent. Right. Uh, so I, I think mentally that was a little bit easier for me. So I, I knew I didn't have to, you know put down an exact copy of an English accent. Uh, to me, the English accent and the Australian accent aren't exactly that dissimilar. You know, we're a little bit more broad, but it's certainly, for me, it's easier doing an English accent than it would be, say, um, a Scottish or Irish or, or a South African accent. Mm -hmm. I, I think a lot of people think that Australian and South African sound similar, but... Uh, the nuances are very, very different. Um, and American, you know, we've, we've grown up with American accents in Australia, so we're kind of used to that as well. Right, and, and Bennett said you worked with Jeffrey Rush in Swimming Upstream. Did you, do you still keep in touch with him, or did you contact him at all, being that, you know, he, you know, going back to Pirates, he kind of was an Australian actor yeah, doing a pirate. <laughs> you know what's funny is I, I didn't even think about it, that's how weird it was. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've seen him around. This is going back nearly 
10, 10, 12 years or so. He was fantastic and we kept in touch. And then uh, I haven't seen him now for, for quite a long time. He lives back in uh, Glen Huntley, I believe, in Australia. Okay. Um, but I, you know what's funny is I didn't even contemplate that when uh, when we were starting the show. Uh, I didn't even think of it. I guess that's that's a a, a, a good um, compliment to Jeffrey that I didn't even consider it was Jeffrey Rush when I saw Pirates of the Caribbean. It was just Barbosa. <laughs> yeah, he is hard to like. Honestly, when I was looking before, when I had looked at him on IMDb, I didn't even recognize him from from the character. Yeah, it's, and that that accent is like the the typical the pirate yeah. accent, which yeah, which exactly. uh, I don't think any of us on the show have have that uh, no and it's actually style it's, of talking yeah and we we had like we had mentioned before it's actually kind of nice that way um now real quick just just getting off the show real quick before we wrap up you know being that you're from australia i know it gets a bad rep for being this crazy like death trap is it really as dangerous as everybody makes it out to be well, I mean, the very fact that I'm here is just a testament that I'm very lucky. Uh, <laughs> the population, the population of Australia, is still at four right now. We just had a had a person die of a crocodile attack, so it's going down to four now. Which is <laughs> no, look, it, it certainly has its dangers, um, but you know that's more kind of like the outback and the the the, the wild areas. Okay. Um, you know, in, in the city areas, you, you, you're you're fine. Um, you know, you might catch a spider here and there or a snake, but it's. Uh, I think people think of it as like this untamed jungle. Uh, yeah. There certainly are there certainly are parts of it, but when I first moved over there, I thought I was going to be living in a hut. Um, <laughs> and much to my dismay, we went to a one-bedroom apartment. So it was a bit, a bit of a disappointment. <laughs> Um, so because on our so on our weekly, go ahead. No, no, you go. I, I was just gonna say on our weekly show a couple of weeks ago, we we like to do uh, some weird stories from around the world. There was a story about a a woman who was having a dinner party, and they look out the window, and a boa constrictor was eating a kangaroo, <laughs> like at at this person's dinner party. Wow, <laughs> that's uh, that is interesting. I I can't say that that. A common occurrence. Um, that's never happened to me when I've had when I've had a, a dinner party. I mean, um, I've seen a couple of hookers eat McDonald's, but that's about it. That's that's the extent of which my you could draw my some uh, view of it. Yeah, exactly. There's not much really. There's not much difference, is it? Um, uh, there's there's been there's certainly a few stories going. On. There's a lot of animals that are dangerous, um, and a lot of animals that you've never seen before. Like a, you know, what the hell is a platypus? Uh, I, when you think about it, it's just it's ridiculous uh, looking animal. Um, but there's a lot of animals that you wouldn't think are dangerous, and they'll they'll fuck you up big time <laughs> if you walk into their habitat. There's like this thing called a cassowary that's kind of like a, a big ostrich type emu thing, but they've got talons that are huge. And they will actually rip your face off if they get a chance. So, so watch out there if you got a final screen. Well, I know Australia is on the top of my list of places to go, and so far, nothing I've heard has swayed me or dissuaded me from wanting to go there. So, um, yeah, it's the adventure. Yeah, exactly. 
So yeah. if you don't get if you don't come back, then that's just that's the gamble, you know. Yeah. What a yeah. what a story to never be able to tell anyone. It's the fun in a vacation if you don't live a little, you know. Exactly, it's just going to be boring. Otherwise, you can just go to Florida. Yeah, yeah, just sit at the beach. What's the fun in that? Yeah, who needs who needs a beach without any sharks in it? <laughs> Well, I know uh, we're getting ready to, you know, we're getting towards the end of our time with you, so we're going to wrap things up. But before we wrap things up, what we usually like to do is we like to do what we call our rapid fire. Uh, basically, how that works, Adam's just going to shoot a couple questions at you. They're real easy questions. Just answer with the first thing that comes to the top of your head. You don't have to go into much detail. Oh, Jesus. Okay. All right. <laughs> everybody, I'll give it a go. Always, everybody always seems afraid of these. I don't get yeah, it. They're easy. Well, it is because you don't want to, like, you know, sometimes you have to. Uh, think about what you're saying first, because you don't want to yeah. be politically incorrect and let your real personality shine through. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ask you to give me like math, you know, equations or anything. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's your favorite sport? Uh, oh, I have to, golf. I love it. Okay, you're a golfer. Are you? Are you? Yeah, yeah. Like, what do you shoot usually? What's your? Oh, I'm about right now. Probably six or seven handicap. So, um, okay. But I haven't played for a while, so I'm, I'm a bit off. <laughs> much better than I am. That's my dog's going to answer the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love playing golf, but it is probably the most frustrating game ever, and I'm, I have a hard time. It's, a, rid- so. <laughs> it's a ridiculously frustrating sport. Yeah, no matter how good you are. Because you know what the problem is? The ball's not going anywhere. Like yeah. It's not like you have to catch a moving target. You, you, just, you can stand there for a long time looking at a stationary object and it's your fault where it goes. So <laughs> I, that's, I think that's the difference between other sports. I will, yeah. I will say, though, though, when it comes to sport of golf, because Adam and I both play as well, and while we might not be that good and it is a frustrating game, I think at the same time it can be the most rewarding game because you could have the worst game of, you know, of the, you know, however, of months or whatever, but when you hit that one shot that you just know the is one gold, shot, yeah. Yep. <laughs> it, it makes the rest of your day it's no matter one, how bad your game is. Exactly. It's the one that brings you back, too. Yeah. You, yeah. you can have a, shoot an awful thing this go, oh, but I did hit that one, which shows me that I'm capable of, of being better than what I am. And exactly. I don't, I don't know if there's any point in time where you go, yep, I have now reached the pinnacle of my goal. <laughs> like, that's why old people play it, I think, because they're always... And it's one of the only sports you'll see where where old people have the foulest of mouths. Yeah, and young people like they, like, they I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's kind of embarrassing. But, uh, <laughs> well, if you if you ever come out, new. if you ever come out to the Philadelphia area, let us know. We'll uh, we'll let you show us up because we're both terrible. So <laughs> I'm quite that would that would be awesome. I would love to have a game in Philly. That'd be awesome. Uh, Second one, if you could guest star on any other TV show, uh, and I'm going to throw this one in there. I don't usually do this, but if it could be past or mm-hmm. present. So any other TV show, Ooh. past or present, that you could guest star on, what show would it be? Uh, you want to go to the quick, quick, quick? Oh, Game of Thrones has to be. There you go. Okay. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite ice Why cream not? flavor? It's the first one. Yeah. Um, I, gelati. I like gelati. Yeah, okay. I know it's not ice cream, but that's what I prefer. <laughs> Which flavor of gelati then? Or Strawberry is it or passion fruit. Okay, it does come in different. Okay. Um, if you could, last one. If you could switch places with one person for a day, who would it be? Uh, oh, 
geez, someone that doesn't have a lot of responsibility. Um, <laughs> let's see. Your dog? One, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's too much responsibility. They don't know if they're going to die or not. Um, with me as the owner, I'll probably forget to feed them. Uh, look, why not like Brad Pitt or something? There you go. Well, that's a lot of responsibility. That, that's a lot of responsibility, though. Yeah, but I just want to know what Angelina's is like as well. <laughs> oh, okay. Probably. It's not so, no, so Brad Pitt on a day off, not Brad Pitt while he's working. Okay. Too much Brad Pitt crazy. on vacation in Australia. Sure. Well, no, I know what Australia's like. It's somewhere else. Yeah, I don't know. Barcelona. Or, I don't <laughs> know. Anyway, anyway, yeah. yeah. I'm being. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I wouldn't want him and me to get injured. <laughs> I mean, you would say some cool. you'd say somebody with no responsibility. I would just you know bring up a Kardashian again. <laughs> oh well, yeah, but you know what? They're actually you know, the Brad Pitt. Like I don't want to be followed around by paparazzi. Yeah, so. yeah true. It's, it's just a lot of work. And, and two Kardashian might... references in one interview. I think we've hit our limit. <laughs> I don't think we're allowed to say it anymore. <laughs> Yeah, that's fulfilled the quota now, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, well, David, we, we definitely want to thank you for joining us tonight, and we absolutely want to send people uh, towards Crossbones. It premieres tomorrow night – I'm sorry, Friday night, uh, 10 o'clock, uh, 9 central. Uh, you can follow Crossbones on Twitter, at NBC Crossbones. And, David, thanks again for joining us tonight, man. This was great. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks a lot for having me. I had a great time. Yeah, we're definitely going to take you up on that golf game if you ever come out to Philadelphia. I'm ready. I've just got a new swing, and it's terrible. <laughs> oh, then we'll fit right in with you. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Cheers. So, uh, all right, everybody who's listening, thanks a lot for checking in with us tonight. Make sure you check us out, www.nextlevelradioonline.com. Follow us on Twitter, at NXT Level Radio, and we will see you around the bend. Thanks a lot, guys. Take care.